0: Welcome to Teaching Brute. We are continuing with our series on responsive classroom, and today we are gonna talk about interactive modeling.
1: Ooh, it's actually one of the most used things visually seen in the classroom, pretty much on a daily basis.
0: Yes, and now interactive modeling is very similar to modeling, which all of us learned as teacher candidates.
1: Yes, and when you hear this, it's going to sound very familiar, but there's gonna be some key differences.
0: Yes, and that's why it's an interactive model and not just a model.
1: Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna lay out the, lay out one of the biggest differences that I had to adjust to when I started doing this. And that is, you don't show the negatives when you're interactive model. It is a teacher's inclination, a lot, to show or ask students what they should not do. Yes. What this ends up happening is some kids get the idea of what they should not do and proceed to do this. Or it creates confusion in some kids' minds as to what they should do or what they shouldn't do.
0: Exactly. So always focus on the positive, which is the core of the Responsive Classroom program, but it deserves to be said again.
1: Always focus on the positive. Okay. So there are effectively seven steps. I'm just going to say what the seven steps are. Yep. Like list them all because you got to hear them made reference to over and over again. and you'll and you'll every time there's interactive modeling, it's these seven steps. The first one is say what you will model and why you're going to model it. And that can be anything from how to move from the carpet to your seat, to how to get to an instrument, from the beginning of the day to it, it's a lot of it, it, can, it can establish routines, but can also establish what the positive uh, behaviors look like. Second one, model the behavior yourself, again remembering not the negative.
0: This is how it's supposed to look.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'll get into some specifics in a moment. Ask students what they noticed, is the third one. Invite one or more students to model it, is the fourth. Ask students what they noticed of the students modeling it. Fifth, have all students practice it. And then give everyone time for feedback on it.
0: And step seven is very important.
1: Yes. Uh, that is probably one of the most key parts of this because that's when they inter- that's a lot of when they internalize it.
0: Yeah. So interactive modeling is something that every teacher in an elementary or primary school is going to use a lot in that first month, six weeks of school, Yeah. as you are doing things like teaching routines or demonstrating things. Um, but you still use it through the rest of the year. It's just not as often. No. So you might go from using it every hour to using it a couple times a day to a few times a week.
1: In the case of uh, an elementary classroom, there might be it goes from being routine-based to curricularly driven. Uh, for example, as you establish the routines of the classroom through interactive modeling then you start to get into more along the lines of a specific task. Yeah. For example, you might, at the beginning of the year, model how the class should quiet down.
0: If you're a PE teacher, you might model how you tag somebody else with a ball. Right. Don't aim for the head.
1: Um, elementary classrooms, you may model how to, even the most basic things, how to erase something. Yes. Which you might think Oh, why would we have to do that? Trust me. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be going to back to basics like that. But then as the year goes on, you might be modeling how to paraphrase, for example.
0: So something that also needs to be said is if you're teaching younger students, then you may need to break your modeling into several chunks and spend multiple lessons going over it. Yes. Where with older students, you might be able to model the opening routine in one lesson. Yep. Younger students, no, you've, you've lost them. They, they're like, oh, wait, first I was supposed to do that, and then I was supposed to do this, or was it the other way around? It just confuses their poor little brains.
1: Now, I will admit, when I did some routines this year, um, I we had to interactively model it, and then do it, and then redo it. And redo it and redo it. And then I had to interactively model it again mm-hmm. for it to be redone. There was one day, and you need to have patience with this process, where they had I had to interactively model how to come to the carpet in a polite and quiet way. Um on day one, two, three, and four. Fifth day, great. Sixth day, not so great. We had to redo it. Seventh grade, not not so great, we had to redo it. And Until we had a regular routine established. And even now, every now and again, there are off days. Yep. Where I have... Now, it might not be me interactively modeling. It might not be me interactively modeling it at the time. It might be more a couple of students interactively modeling it at that point. If it's a well-established routine by that point, then it might not be me doing it. It might be, hey, you know, Elena and Todd.
0: Which is actually what we call abbreviated. Interactive modeling.
1: Yes. Uh, That's more specified, I think, in the specialist book than in ours. Yes. The
0: specialist book actually does discuss the abbreviated version um, a little bit. And that's because you're short on time. So they're saying, look, if you've already done a lot of interactive modeling, then it's okay to do this abbreviated. But you have to do step seven, which is the reflection piece. Yeah. So now I have a question for you. You were saying how with your kids coming to the carpet... You say quietly and respectfully?
1: It's Part of it. Well, using the classroom rules. Okay.
0: So, and they weren't getting it. Or there were a
1: few not getting it.
0: Okay. So what did you do when they were missing a step?
1: I would ask them to return to the desks from where they started, return Mm -hmm. to the place they began, Yep. and show, my words, my, my favorite language of the word is, show me what a good coming to the carpet looks like. Okay. And then they would do it. And then I, if if there was a mistake made again, I would be, okay, okay, nope, let's try this again, and I would need all of them to do it.
0: So another thing that you can do is name exactly what they need to do.
1: Yeah. So I would say, hey guys, I uh, I remember that when we come to the carpet, we do so by standing up, pushing our chairs in, taking our daily language review, coming to the carpet and having a seat in our space quietly. And then we do this why so we can do it in a neat orderly way follow the classroom rules mm-hmm. and ensure that the day runs smoothly
0: yes so notice that in that scenario it wasn't a Johnny you're talking
1: yeah wasn't naming a specific student that did it it's a community endeavor
0: yes it is and when you know what these are kids they're still learning. They're still developing. So things are not always going to be smooth. Just name what they need to do.
1: Yeah. And when doing so, eventually the whole class will get it. Or if need be, you can institute some logical, logical consequences that could be community or specific to a student, which we'll get into in a later uh, podcast. Those are the basic seven steps. I mean, what, what they look like changes time to time. Uh, for example, if you are giving, talking about like partner feedback, for example, yep. um, you might say, ask the students a question. Your intro to this might be a question like, why will it be important to give each other feedback when we are writing this year? And then you eventually get some response from the kids, and then you eventually might say, when you give feedback, it's important to be honest, that we take care of each other, and it's specific. So, see what I do and notice what I do as I'm doing it. And you might, in the case of certain things, might have another student ready with you that you might have prompted to do this with you as the
0: model. Absolutely. Um, the other thing with the models is you are often teaching routines. Yeah. Specialist teachers, like huge. You're teaching your routines. So you're teaching them how to move from one area into another. Um, you're teaching them how to get supplies out, how to clean up. You're teaching them how to wash the paint brushes, which those poor art teachers are constantly banging their heads over. Um, And these routines, again, with the little ones, you might need to break it down into multiple lessons in order to teach them how we're gonna do it. Uh, Even for older ones, it could be like a longer term thing. So at the beginning of the year, you might be teaching about, you know, how to care for your sketchbooks or distributing and collecting materials. By the end of the year, you might be teaching about how to critique peer work and you know, creating collaborative materials or doing an art show and you know how that looks like for students. So it's an ongoing thing.
1: It is. Always remember, uh, the younger the kids, the less steps that are in that modeling, the more they'll notice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the more complex behaviors leave for the older ones, but even then, don't make it too complex. Um, Human memory dictates. We remember the beginning and end of things best, and the middle tends to be a bit blurry. So keeping it as simple as possible uh, in your modeling will help every situation, especially routines.
0: And if you can have visuals to help with those routines, that's another way that's going to help your students as well. Yeah, You know, a, a little placard which has a straight line and shh written on it, can help students remember that they're supposed to be in a silent, straight line.
1: Yeah, we have uh, regular signs when when students leave a multipurpose room because it's running so much classrooms. That says it's a simple question: What is your voice level? And we have established that it's a one, two, three, or four, or zero, obviously, uh, and four being like you know you're in a stadium shouting, and zero being like you're in the quietest library on the planet. So uh, we have those, and so sometimes a simple reminder of a question. Mm-hmm may remind students of the routine of the interactive modeling you did before. Yes. All right. So that is interactive modeling in a nutshell. If you have any questions, again, please shoot us out a tw- uh, tweet, uh, at Um and tweet to Responsive Classroom as well. Um, they're at Responsive Classroom. Their website is uh, responsiveclassroom.org. Uh, our website is teachingbrew.com.
0: And you know, we would love to hear from you. Yep. So if you found something in this episode, like, wow, eye-opening, or like, really, what planet are they from? Then please, drop us a line.
1: Absolutely. Love to hear from you. Have a great week, weekend, Monday, whatever you happen to be doing.
0: Bye. Bye.